we will go back to the era where ideas will be the key and whoever comes with big ideas for their brands and products will eventually win this holiday season marketers are facing their biggest decisions at a point of maximum pressure delivery fatigue and budget crunch are real and it's leading to complacency around creative effectiveness in digital marketing and that could make or break campaigns so what can you do about it? Well, you should read the automated creative white paper called Compounding Creative, an urgent Q4 wake-up call. So you can get this on this bit.ly link, which is bit.ly forward slash Q4 Xmas 2023. So that is B-I-T dot L-Y, that's lowercase, then forward slash capital Q number four, capital X, capital M, capital A, capital S, and then 2023. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Shiny New Object Podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of the creative effectiveness ad tech platform, Automated Creative. And it's my pleasure and a privilege to interview our leaders about their vision for the future of this industry. And I'm on a call with Kaiser Bachani, who is Consumer Experience Lead, Europe and Global Brands at Mondelez. So Kaiser, for anyone who doesn't know you and what you do, could you give the audience a bit of an overview? Sure. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, I'm Kaiser Bachani. Um, as you said in my in my introduction, I, I oversee the consumer experience uh, team for Europe um, and global brands here in Mondelez. Um, you know, after spending first 15 years of my career uh, uh, with the various media agencies um, around the world, from Dubai to to to, to China to Malaysia, um, I moved to the client side. Um, uh, you know, in 2013, uh, with GSK Consumer Healthcare in Singapore, when I was running the um, uh, Asia Middle East Africa region and did some work around digital media transformation. Uh, moved to uh, Bayer Consumer Healthcare in 2019 um, in their in their in their uh, Switzerland HQ, where I was uh, leading the digital transformation uh, area for them. And, and for the past nearly three years now, I've been with Mondelez, um, uh, you know, working on uh, these two fantastic uh, scopes. One where I uh, get to lead the uh, European. Uh, team uh, of uh, amazing 20 people across the region, driving our consumer experience agenda, um, and also working with our global uh, brand teams, uh, teams that are responsible for uh, Cadbury or Oreo or for Toblerone together with them to help define and set the vision for the future. Um, um, and again, you know, um, two kids, uh, married, uh, and, and live in Basel, in, uh, um, which is an hour from, from Zurich. So. I'd love to know what is the best investment of your own time, energy, and money that has benefited your career? That's a good question, Tom. Um, I would say um, um, spending time uh, with people um, in person, uh, be it friends, be it family, or be be my colleagues uh, and be my team members has always have uh have paid uh so much in return um you know i was during and i think during during covid everyone sort of learned that how uh, how um, underestimating uh we were in terms of the in person engagement um and that has always been my 
comfort area that's always my my interest area even in my previous roles before covid and after covid as well i have always made sure that i spend uh, time um, with my team in person with them in their own markets to really understand and get that pulse like you know uh, what what exactly they are up to how they you know they, they um, how they run or how they manage uh, their business or their work it's not about micromanagement it's all about, it's all about just having that empathy to understand uh, what's uh, what they go through every day uh, for me to kind of help them guide them assist them uh, assist them in every um, in every way possible so i would say spending time uh, with with the team um, in person um, is so so valuable um, that sometimes you are you know unable to quantify that but it's it, it's it, that is exactly the thing that drives empathy it it drives that connection uh, between the people and between uh, between between your teams and um, um, a, and the vision that you are trying to deliver together because until unless you don't understand the people um, you won't be able to go far and you won't be able to deliver the objectives or the vision that the organization has given you to kind of lead and deliver so that has always been my uh, uh i would say you know um uh an important area for me um and i i'm very blessed that in every organization that i have worked with um that particular value has always been there so it has become uh, easier for me to kind of you know uh, action on it uh, as well so when do you know it's time to see someone in person so so there is no set time tom to be honest um i think um you 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 need to be careful you need to make sure that the the, the time you choose to go and uh, see people and meet them um don't go of course see them when they are uh, extremely busy when there is a full uh, you know annual planning process going on or they are you know swamped with uh, work uh, because i think then you might end up uh, creating a lot of distraction for them uh, but at the same time i think in your regular engagement with them you will uh, find out or you in a lot of times they will also ask you uh, to kind of come and visit them on come and sit with them or they are going into a, a very important meeting in the next two weeks or they are preparing something which is extremely critical and it will be good if if i am there with them uh, in support so there, there there is no perfect timing uh, the only thing that yes i i try to avoid the peak times uh, when i know my teams are extremely busy in the markets um uh, you know um and if you avoid those um then it's all depends you know uh, like what is the like when they would also like you to be there as well um so so that's how that's how i plan my my market visits or you know um, i think i was telling you as, as well for the broadcast is i was in london last week uh, this is uh, a, a you know uh, september tends to be that month uh, um, uh, where a lot of preparations uh, are underway uh, for the work to for, for for 2024 so i think the timing was was just simply perfect i said with the team i said with the agency as well um, and achieved uh, so many things in just um, in just one week so going back to your to simply answer your question i don't think so there's a perfect time uh, but yeah just avoid the the peak times where you know the teams will be super busy and so on to work so 
assuming you are in front of your teams, what is the top marketing tip that you share with your teams most often? Like personally speaking, and also you know telling my team, and also the way at least the way we approach marketing um, at Mondelez, and that was one of the key um, uh, attraction I had uh, when uh, Mondelez reached out to me a couple of years ago to take this role is try to um, think your the users of your brand or the consumer of your brand as people. Uh, and that's extremely important and critical. Um, um, and every time I'm sitting with my team and we are either we are reviewing any any plans, any strategies, um, um, any any analysis that we even when we are doing and any kind of conclusion that we are drawing from various analysis, we try to always look um, every piece of information from a from a people perspective. Uh, because that gives you, a, you know, that provides you a lot of empathy in terms of if if consumers and people are taking any certain actions or if they are, if if the, if the way are they are engaging uh, with your brand um, across the spectrum of media touch points, uh, why exactly they are doing it, uh, what are their motivations, uh, why they are not interacting enough, is it something that we are not taking into consideration? Are we are we simply uh, trying to put our messaging out there, or we are looking at how a, a, a normal person, when um, sees our comms or see our messaging, what kind of reaction that person uh, will have, and what kind of next action he or she will will make after seeing uh, that comms. So, I think my one marketing tip um, is always is think from a from a lens of empathy, think from a lens of uh, Considering your the users of your brands as people and not consumers or data points or or, or personas for that matter, uh, because that's where I, I believe the brands can drive significant amount of value um, um, uh, compared to looking looking um, in, in any any other in any any other way uh, for that matter. This episode of the Shiny New Object podcast is brought to you in partnership with Manfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest and most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So now we're going to move on to your shiny new object, which is one we've never had before in 250 episodes, <laughs> is the big idea. So I think I know what a big idea is in, in our industry, but why have you chosen it? The big idea is your shiny new object, and help the audience understand exactly what you mean by that. Sure, sure. So I think this requires a bit of a context, and I think um, uh, your listeners, you know, uh, definitely would uh, empathize with it. That in the last, I would say, the last five to eight years uh, since the emergence of uh, digital media, um, uh, I think a lot of marketing activity. Uh, one could argue have become very um, technical uh, in terms of um, 
in terms of comms, in terms of marketing activation, etc. And um, I think with the recent emergence, and I think we are still um, uh, in the very early stages of their conversations around generative AI or AI in general, um, I, I firmly believe that uh, the kind of technical nature of marketing activations and, and, um, and comms that we saw in the last uh, five to 10 years um, will, 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 be taken, will be taken over by big ideas. And the way when I say big idea, I talk about that uh, the, the people who, who drive this uh, big idea generations, be it the marketers or the agencies, partners that we work with, I think they will have far more, I would say, time and space uh, to think about how to reach people through those big ideas and less worrying about the scale and speed at which they should be doing this work. Because a lot of the scale and the speed of uh, delivery will be taken care of by by the by the JI by the AI tools um, that are currently at our disposal or the tools that will be available in the future. So they don't have to worry about any more. Uh, oh, how many assets I have to produce, or how many creators I have to kind of produce now for different platforms, and whether my messaging will fit this platform versus the other. Their focus and effort will be far more on how my ideas, how my big idea can be differentiated enough, which can then travel um, across uh, many spectrum of, of, of media touch points. And the scale and the speed, um, uh, all the, all the uh, important uh, technical matters will be, will be taken care by by the AI tools that are currently or will be available in the future. And therefore, I, I strongly believe that uh, uh, thanks to the emergence of AI, uh, we will go back to the era where ideas will be the key and whoever comes with big ideas for their brands and products uh, will eventually win, not people with just AI tools. Uh, AI tools will just be an enabler for you to disseminate those uh, big ideas at speed and scale. But the uh, big ideas will be the one which will differentiate your brand uh, in the eyes of, a, of, of, of people um, versus, um, versus anyone else. So that that's, I feel, um, and every with every passing day, um, I, I'm becoming more and more confident about this uh, this uh, shiny object, you may call it, or, or this vision for the future. So help me understand the, the problem that generative AI is solving for the industry here. So I understand that there will be automation in place to produce all the variants, all the platform, all the sizes, all of that stuff. It's, so is the problem that agencies and creative teams don't have enough time to think about big ideas or that they're distracted by you know, what does the display banner look like? What does the paid social ad look like? I think it's uh, it's both, Tom. I think um, both the, the, the one, there is over-indexing in terms of spending too much time on things which are important, but at the same time, you know, you, you can't be spending 100% of the time on, on, on just few things. You need to make sure that you manage your time effectively. And if you are spending too much time on less time on idea, idea generation and more time and that how that idea will land into 
into different um, comps channel, then I think you are missing the boat. Um, I think um, we all we always have talked about media neutral ideas, right? Uh, but like you know, um, especially in the in the in the CPG sector, um, the 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 examples um, uh, would be very limited in, in the last few years uh, because again, as I said, one um, uh, we are spending too much time on on on. On, on how an idea will land in, in a specific channel or a platform. Um, and I think as um, the fragmentation of these channels or as the consumer um, um, have become more and more fragmented in terms of their consumption of these various media channels, uh, we have uh, spent more and more time um, in, 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 in making sure that uh, the message and the, and, and the idea lands. And I'm not saying that we should not be doing that. I, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that there is a right balance that is required. And I think uh, in the last five to 10 years, um, I would say more focus has gone into the uh, into that part rather than um, uh, idea generation and, and making sure those ideas are powerful enough and they can, can and they, they should be able to uh, land seamlessly, uh, regardless of the of the platform or the channel that we are talking about. So, assuming this automation is in place and it, all of that distracting stuff is taken care of, what do you look for in a big idea in twenty three, twenty four? How do you know it's a big idea when the audience is distracted, is fragmented, and? Sure, media neutral. That's a that's a great thing to have on a slide and to put in a brief. But mm. the the reality of what will work on TikTok isn't going to be the same thing that works on YouTube. That isn't going to be the same thing that works in in a banner. So what yeah. what what is a big idea for you, and what makes a brilliant one, and what are you going to give the thumbs up to as you see them moving forward? Yeah, I think let me perhaps use use an example. I think that probably would help. Uh, people to kind of uh, understand what I'm talking about idea. Um, and again, um, I know it's our it's one of our ideas from Mondelez, but um, I think there are many other ideas that are also there in the industry. Um, I think if you if you get, since you know since since you are based in the UK and you know that for for our brand Cadbury chocolate, uh, the platform or the big idea. Uh, that came, we came up with a few years ago was all about driving generosity, right? Um, and, and that idea, you know, from a, from a research perspective, from all the work perspective, scored very well. Um, um, and for the past many years, that idea has, you know, really uh, fueled the band growth. Uh, apart from generosity, we haven't done any big thing in the last few years on that particular brand. But if you look at the generos generosity as a platform for the brand, um, that idea has been translated into in a very, very seamless manner across all the channels that you are just referring to, whether it's YouTube or, or TikTok or, or Instagram or, you know, uh, Snap, Snap, etc. Uh, and that's where I talk about it, how brand can find a voice um, how can f brand can find um, that kind of one thing which connects them, uh, you know, with their with 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 with, their, with with the people that they are trying to kind of reach um, on an ongoing basis? Um, and once you have those kind of powerful big ideas, uh, it becomes 
uh and took a and took a lot of a lot of a time because in the past uh you know cadbury did struggle with in terms of finding that voice and finding that why they exist and what they stand for but once they were able to kind of find that uh the the translation of that idea into different comms channel became relatively easier and when it became relatively easier the amount of time uh you know our partners and us spending on um on those channels in terms of making sure uh, the creative and the messaging and the asset is landing properly automatically got balanced as well so that's just one idea that i'm just referring to um but and, and there are there are many others as well that we are currently working on um, um you know even our new recent um 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 idea around tobleron where we talk about uh, never square um and how we are then activating um this idea it has become relatively straightforward um uh, to kind of choose the comms channel which will deliver this idea of never square um uh, because we spent a lot of time and effort um and we gave the time and space to our agency partners to come up with those big ideas and then of course we were also internally were uh, bold enough to take those ideas forward so i think when you when you talk about that yes uh, you know every Uh, idea still needs to be translated into various uh, comms channels or platforms absolutely uh, but i think if, once you crack the idea once you have that idea from a brand lens um the work then it's or the quantity of work that is required to translate that into specific comms channels or platforms becomes reasonable compared to uh, in other cases as unfortunately we are at the end of the podcast now but thank you for sharing a, a unique view on on this podcast and I've had, no one's talked about big ideas and creativity and the relationship between that and generative ai so thank you for bringing that to the table that was enlightening so if someone wants to carry on talking to you about the things we've discussed in this podcast where's the best place to reach out to you and what makes a message that you reply to <laughs> um well you know i i'm i'm very active on 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 linkedin so you know uh, feel free to reach out to me drop me a message on linkedin i'm a very um i, I do read the messages uh, i do get a lot of messages but i do read them and i do reply them as well because i always believe and feel that you know if somebody has taken a time uh to write to me whether it's a one line or a full paragraph uh it's my duty to kind of you know uh, reply to them because i i expect the same thing perhaps um so you know doesn't matter what kind of headline you want to put in that message uh but as i said uh, i i'm uh, i'm very active on linkedin and you, you feel free to reach out to me and i'll i'll make sure that i I read your message and reply to them as well. Brilliant, Kaiser. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. Hi. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the Shiny New Object Podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also if possible don't forget to subscribe and i'd love to hear your feedback uh if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think i'm asking the wrong questions anything i'd be super interested to hear what you think so please email me 
tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.